Sometimes folks dig up the grit when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, the tough get gritty, right? But do you know what tough is? I'm thinking not, and you're about to find out. Our next guest, Tim Marshall from Colorado's Coalition for the Homeless, is next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And so let's get cooking. So folks, we, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs here. We talk to a lot of business owners here who are doing things for themselves and they're doing things for employees and they're doing things for customer bases. And we don't always talk about the grit that it takes to be, just to be. And you're about to meet somebody who deals with people on an everyday basis to improve their lives. They've got tough lives. And so I'm excited for you to hear maybe even the definition of grit. It's not just his, but it's uh, the people that he serves. He's, he's an author of a novel called Guano, but for our purposes today, he is Tim Marshall, Director of Vocational Services with the Colorado Coalition of the Homeless. And Tim, welcome to A Dash of Grit. I'm thrilled to hear your story. Thanks, Brian. I'm glad, glad to be here. So, Tim, we're going to talk about grit and we're going to talk about things that are hard. But I think before we do, let's talk about the difference that you and your organization is making in Colorado and in other people's lives. Tell me some successful things and things that you're proud of that you're accomplishing. Tell me what you do. Sure. I work for Colorado Coalition for the Homeless. We're one of the uh, largest, if not the largest, uh, provider of homeless services to folks here in Colorado. Uh, We do a gamut of things. We have a health center. That serves ten over ten thousand people uh, every every year. Uh, State of the art integrated healthcare, which is awesome. Uh, we have over two thousand units of housing that we've built for folks. Uh, we have case management services. We have outreach services to the homeless. We use the whole gamut of uh, services. We have approximately six hundred and some FTEs employees right now wow. uh, that work for our organization. We partner with other organizations across the whole state of Colorado, but we're mainly based here in Denver. Uh, What I do is I run the vocational services department. So my job is to assist people in getting employment. Yeah. And and that's hard enough in today's day and age. And and yet we add on the the challenges and the hurdles that the homeless are facing in in trying to accomplish that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's interesting now because I have, was talking with my staff recently that a few years ago, you know, when the economy is running well and everything's on, the jobs are out there. And then the, our role is more as therapists sort of motivating and motivational interviewing and using other techniques, you know, to hook people up with the jobs. But as the economy changes and jobs with COVID, you know, Restaurants are closing. Lots of uh, employers are closing there. And then people are now lining up for those jobs. And our folks with their more challenging pasts are in line behind those people. So now our job kinds of shifts to not only do that, we're more in a sales sort of uh, role where we're talking to employers, say, hey, you know, work with us, you know, help us. These are the reasons why you should look at our folks. Yeah. So what we do is kind of combination of, you know, therapy and sales and it, depending on the environment out there, how much effort we have to put into each one of those. 
And, and I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb. So you're doing great things. And I'm going to go ahead and say the things that maybe right now people are thinking. How sure. can there even be a problem? I drive down the road and I see the signs and help wanted, help wanted, help wanted, and no one can find workers. And yet you're telling me that we have to do all of this to try to help people get work. Now, I know that it's not that simple, but I don't know that everyone does. Can you explain to me why it is so hard to make this match and, and to make this happen for people? Why do we even have you know, this problem? What, what are we trying to fix here? Well, yeah. This, this is the same conversation I have with my uh, my friends. Uh, I, I'm i in the social service business. And I think part of my self-care is I have naturally went to, all my friends are IT or bankers or uh, not in the social service. Yes. Uh, which is interesting. So yeah, we have this conversation often. Uh, yeah, what do they say? The Well, the same questions that you're yeah. asking. Yeah. yeah, same questions that you're asking. Gotcha. Uh, homelessness is a lot more complex then people realize it's, you know, they see one person, usually a guy on a corner with a sign. And yeah. that is their vision of homelessness. They don't see the thousands of families and kids and, uh, you know, the different types of people. I often, they just, they group it all in one. You know, we would, we would never group all people together in one thing. You know, all women are this way. All men are this way. Right. Uh, the homeless problem is a lot more complex than hmm. simply saying what people think when they see that guy with a sign. Those people. It's not that simple. Yeah. Right. You can't gotcha. say those people because yeah, yeah. trauma is huge. I mean, it, almost everybody who's homeless has suffered some sort of unusual trauma. We all have a little bit of trauma and there's a famous scale. It's on a scale of one to 10, I believe. And most of us are two or three, but across the board, when they give this scale to homeless folks, they're, they score at eights or nines. They have been through stuff. And then just being homeless is a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. People, you know, women have been assaulted just being home, you know, and on top of all those things. So, uh, there's veterans, there's mental health issues, there's, you know, people lose their housing, there's all kinds of reasons that people become homeless. So uh, on my end, I actually have one of the easier jobs among all the complicated jobs that my organization does. Uh, my job is sort of for the people who are, they, they've gotten through the point where they've dealt with whatever their trauma is to a major degree. Uh, if it's substance issues, if it's mental health issues, it's kind of, they, it kind of gets filtered to the point where they get to us. And then we can, we start working with them towards uh, employment. Okay. We do work with some people who still are struggling with mental health issues and we try to do supported employment and find, you know, there's a job for, the quote is there's a job for everyone, but the reality is, is that's, you know. And that's what I wonder about. So this show is about grit and it's about overcoming hurdles and whatever those hurdles are and whoever they're for, that's fine. That's every different show and that's okay. But for you, I'm interested in this is, is your job as a coalition, as an organization that serves the homeless full of hurdles and the things that you have to do to become successful and do the good work that you need to do to make someone else successful? Or is it your clients and the people that you serve that are tasked with overcoming the hurdles? And, and like, who's, who's, who's showing more grit here? Is it the people you serve or is it you? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's both. It yeah. is both. It absolutely yeah. is both. Uh, I, I believe, I, I would argue it's the people we serve for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, give me I some examples of that grit. What did they go through? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There was a woman, uh, let's call her Martha. Uh, sure, when, sure. I, when I first, when I first got in with the coalition, I wasn't working the vocational department. I ran the residential services department. So I had case managers that worked in our facilities with our folks as we got them off the street. Well, the property management came to me and they said, there's this woman who, you know, is a, is a problem. We're going to evict her where she's going to be, we're going to kick her out in the street. Can you go talk to her? Can you help her? And people do that a lot. Can you help her? Like, like we can, like one of my staff can wave a magic wand and I, you know, I said, sure. Well, I went and I talked with her and she uh, had substance abuse issues, fairly serious substance abuse issues. She was prostituting herself at the time uh, to, in order to make money. She had physical health issues. She had all these issues, but she was this sweet woman. Mm. I mean, she was this this sweet yeah. woman. And God made her, right? God made her and she's good. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, well, not everybody, you know, I'll be honest, not everybody is sweet. I mean, homeless yeah. people are just like other people, you know, okay. there are some that are, are wonderful and some that are not so nice, but gotcha. she was truly a good person. Yeah. And so I started... Uh, you know, talking to her and then her background about how she was abused and by her family. And, you know, I finally got her in our program and uh, was able to help her with uh, some of her rent as long as she keeps talking and working with us. Mm. And uh, she kept relapsing in substance abuse and I would get her into an inpatient place to take care of her. And she would come out and she'd do well and she started relapsing. Well, interestingly, I did this for with her for maybe two years, two and a half years, she went in an inpatient. She came back out one time and there was a big sign in her door that said recovery zone. Mm. And I have no idea why the fourth time worked, mm. but all this other stuff, she wasn't able to overcome it. She tried, she truly was trying. And, but you know, you're living in an environment where you're constantly being uh, tempted and constantly being talked to. And yeah. it was very hard for her. But this one time, suddenly she changed. Suddenly, as you say, that whatever grit is embodied in her. And she said, no, no more. And she said no more to the people who are knocking on her door, trying to sell her drugs. She said no more to all that stuff. And at this time, I had had been promoted. So I, I still knew her and saw her, but I didn't see her every day. Yeah. And so uh, after I had kind of lost touch with her, well, ironically, as soon as she got clean and sober, as soon as she started doing well, her physical problems started like causing problems and there, uh, just her body had been beat up from so many years. Okay. And so about five years later, I saw her on the street and she's in an electric wheelchair and she's driving on the street. I'm on the street. I'm like, Martha. She's like, Tim, hi. Yeah. I'm like, how are you doing? And she goes, I've been clean 4,000, you know, 1,352 days. It's like the wow. first thing out of her mouth to me. And I'm like, that is, that is awesome. You know, and I just saw her on the street. She had a smile on her face. But again, she was just so beat up. She ended up passing away a couple of years later. Okay. 
but it's just an interesting story about it. it you just don't know. You have to keep helping people and you have to keep hope and you keep doing everything you can uh, to help those pers- those people help themselves. Yeah. You know, you know, it's amazing. This show, I've talked to so many different entrepreneurs and business owners, and they all do sing the same song, which is when things get really hard and really tough, you can't quit. You can't give up. You can't turn around and try something else. You got, if you believe in something, you have to keep going. And, and, uh, and you're not an entrepreneur in this role, but every person you serve has a opportunity for success and you just can't quit. Can you, even though lots of opportunities to quit and turn your mind away. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hope is an essential part of the business. You know, you've got to continue to have hope for each person. Uh, And the reality is, I mean, not, not everybody in the world is capable of doing everything that I can do, you know? And so some people, you know, my hope is just to do the, enable them to do the best that they can. Yeah. And, right. And to not give up on them doing the best that they can. Uh, a blind person is always going to need a seeing eye dog, right? But yes. the seeing eye dog lets them do some things they might not have been able to do. Yeah. So some of our folks have lots of issues and they may never see like I see, and they may never get a job like I think I should get a job, but they're capable of doing, of contributing, of doing something, uh, volunteering or uh, doing, being happy. I mean, hopefully, even if it's just being happy. uh, Yeah, you you have to have hope and keep, keep trying. So on any given day, does your level of grit and your staff's level of grit wane a little bit? Do you ever just say, geez, it's just a never ending problem. We can't fix world hunger and we can't fix this. Does that ever, like, what do you do to overcome that? It's got to happen. Uh, absolutely. I, I can think of on two levels on, on, I'll talk on like the micro level is sometimes a person's problem is that they have grown up in an vi- environment that has taught them problem solving s- skills that are not very effective, like yelling at people. <laughs> You know, it's, yep. I mean, they learned that. I mean, their family, they got smacked. And so they, they learned that. And so they and so smacked. They come yep. in and we try to help and we get yelled at by the person we're trying to help. So my staff constantly is like, oh, you know, I'm trying to help this person and he's not, or, you know, it's a minority, but it happens. So it's that reframing of this is part of the problem. We have to help this person. He needs it more than anybody, hmm. you know? So yep. there's that, there's that level. And then there's the higher level of, Uh, And this is, you know, I'm not speaking for my organization. I'm more speaking for myself is that there's lots of things we can do to help homelessness. But the biggest, biggest problem is a society is is just the the ability to understand that we have all different kinds of people and there needs to be a place for everybody. Yeah. And, And until everybody understands that the problem's never going to get solved. And it always feels a little bit like I'm putting my fingers in a holes in a dam mm-hmm. uh, that you're, you're not ever going to fix it until somebody realizes, you know, we have the diverse group of levels of people here. I don't like this metaphor, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Okay. Because Sometimes those are the best ones to use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I first want to say that there's, homeless folks who have PhDs. There are homeless oh. folks who have master's degrees. There are, so it has nothing to do with that metaphor. IQ, 
it's not the greatest measurement, but it's on a normal curve, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that half of the world is below average IQ, Mm -hmm. which means that there's got to be a place for the person, you know, and we're just using IQ. It's a horrible measure, but it kind of applies to lots of different things that there's not everybody can be Elon Musk. Yeah. It just, and, and I think people have the thought that we're all at the same starting line. And if you have enough grit, you can become Elon Musk. And that's not true. We all can have grit and we all need to have grit. But where we can get to is different. And we all just, there needs to be a place for everybody until there's a place for everybody. And with the way our world is moving, you know, you know, back in the old days, you could become a you a frontiersman, right? Or you could become a factory Anything worker. You wanted. Yep. Or you could become. There's lots of things, places that used to be niches for people that there aren't as many niches for people anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they're banging their head, like we talked about earlier, uh, and not solving the problems, not being solved, and yeah. it just really hard. And I think probably too, maybe some of the people don't understand it's the opposite of what you said, or maybe it's the same as what you said, but not everyone can be Elon Musk. At the same time, a lot of people can, and they've grown up in the wrong situation or they've hit trauma or something hurt them. And so there are people that you're helping too. They never had a chance to hit their goals because, well, maybe until they met you, but they got a, a bad rap, a bad chance. Well, that's true. But the research is showing now that trauma that you suffer actually changes your brain. Yeah. It changes you physically and the way your ability. So maybe when you were born, you might have had the potential to be uh, Elon Musk. But life has treated you in such a way that you you it's going to be very hard for you to do that now. Not that it can't. It happens. People do it. And those people are amazing. And I, I we have somebody that just got a job making $90,000 a year. Really? I mean, yeah, which is amazing. And that person is, you know, that is the exception. And I always hesitate to tell people about that because they tend to say, well, look, that person did it. Why can't that guy I see, you know, and it's like, well, there's a real good reason he can't do it. Probably. Yep. Uh, it, it, again, very complex. So there's something weird about me that always asks the opposite question because most people are going, tell me more about that 90,000. But so I'm going to, I'm going to tread a line here and and you can tell me, you know what? I don't want to go there, but I don't quite understand how someone like you can see that kind of success come in and experience that. I have, I know from all the people that I've interviewed and everyone that I've met over my life with every bit of success, there's a whole lot of failure. And you're dealing with human beings who are looking to you for help. And I apologize for the question, but I need to know, how do you deal with the failure? The success has got to send you home ready to rock. But when it doesn't work, when it doesn't stick, when you can't make a difference, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you come back and hit it again the next day? A couple, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, you're touching on self-care which is yeah. a huge part of what we do. It's a huge part of what I preach as a, as a supervisor and a manager. And I mentioned before that none of my friends are in the business. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't come home and talk about it. I, I, you know, I, that's the way I personally deal with it. Uh, a lot of people at work deal with different ways. So self-care is huge. The other thing is, I think I view it as, it, it's, like an, it's like an ocean. The wave's kind of going to keep coming. And uh, it's just what we do. It's, 
the people that work for me and the people I work with are unbelievably amazing people. And they come back every day knowing, just like you said, that the next wave is coming and I'm not going to be successful with everybody. You know, we have housing, right? And we have problems in the housing. And I've met with somebody who is dealing drugs and and I'm like, you're dealing drugs in my in our place, right? And How do you I like the guy. I actually like the guy. Sure. And I, I'm like, you can't do that. And uh, I said, he's like, I'm not doing it. I said, look at the video. Look at all these people going in. And uh, I ended up having to kick him out. Oh. And so I, I had to make, we had to ask this guy to leave. And you got him there in the first place? We got him there in the first place. He left. I saw uh, him several years later. He's like, I yeah. oh my God. <laughs> But then he came back around and he came back around and did the right thing. You know, I mean, people are doing this, making the decisions they need to, but they think is the right decision to survive. Yeah. So it's just the waves keep coming and you have to be, have grit and yeah. be persistent enough to not give up. And I, and I think you're showing belief and faith and, and trust in these folks to be able to show the grit that they have built inside them. And so you're giving them that chance. I'm wondering, are you in Colorado? Are you making in Denver? Are you making a dent? Are you, are you on a given day or week or month coming out ahead? Are we helping? Are we tracking the same where are we yeah, at? Well, well, we have what's called a point in time survey where once a year uh, we try to get uh, an idea of how many homeless people there are. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to do, obviously, because people move and there's definitions of homelessness. And that number really, I don't, I don't want to quote it because I don't know the exact numbers recently, but it hasn't, we haven't made a huge dent. It hasn't gotten mm-hmm. terribly worse. Although okay. recently with COVID uh, and everything that's happening, my suspicion is that it's going up. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but I, I feel like if we weren't here, I know for a fact that if we were not here, it would be terribly worse. Yeah, I know for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. so just keeping pace, thousands of people, yeah. and help thousands of people. So yes, and so let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about the future. What are the? We know COVID is causing issues everywhere. And, and we could, we could, we could say that's there, but what else are you um, looking at at the future as hurdles that you're going to have to cross even grit that your clients are going to have to show grit that you're going to have to show what's on the horizon that you need to overcome uh, for the coalition for the homeless in Colorado. Many of the things we've just talked about. Yeah. Is, same thing. You know, right? Is continuing to housing. Uh, housing is a problem. And then the idea we're, we're firm believers in the idea that housing is healthcare. So our, a lot of our healthcare, if you can get somebody housed, a lot of the healthcare problems are solved, not solved, but obviously much easier to solve. Okay. So we're constantly uh, adding new housing programs, building new housing. We're trying, like I said, in our, in our health clinic, it's integrated care. So we do innovative things like it used to be that you'd come for a, uh, say you're a frostbite. Uh, then you, and your mouth was hurting. Well, we have a dentist. So the, you would have to like refer to the dentist and then you'd lose the person before they could get to the dentist. Now mm-hmm. in our healthcare, they just, the dentist walks in. Uh, and so we can help somebody all at once. Okay. 
we just try to do as many innovative things we can right now. In the vocational world, we're really trying to reach out to employers, uh, you know, going to Chamber of Commerce and talking to employers who are, uh, you know, we're trying to sell our folks on their merit, but we're also trying to, you know, help employers who want to do the right thing for the organization. Yeah, uh, We're in the process of building a virtual uh, office that will be an interface for employers. And the idea is kind of like an Indeed uh, job board. Yeah. So if you're looking, if you are a like-minded employer, why not come look for your next, you know, admin assistant with us first? Sure. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of trying to some new ideas like that. Yeah. Like an employment agency in, in some ways. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So if uh, uh, your story is inspiring and it's not just yours, I'm, I'm as inspired by your story as you are by your clients. And I think that's the way it's meant to be. So I, I just really appreciate the work that you do, the work that I can't do, and the, and the fact that you're out there making a difference in people's lives. And, and I know how hard it is. And so I thank you for doing it. And I thank you for the, the grit that you show and, and for the grit that you're able to unlock in those folks that you're helping. So I, I'm really glad that uh, you told the story. I'm wondering if there are people out there listening that want to learn more about what you do, maybe either they know someone similar in their market or, or whatever it might be, for whatever reason, if someone wanted to reach out to you, Tim, how would they uh, do that? Sure. Well, first of all, uh, they could go to coloradocoalition.org, uh, our, our website for Colorado Coalition, and you could learn all about all the stuff, Many much of the stuff uh, I was speaking about, and I didn't do justice. I left out lots of things that we do. Sure. Or they could contact me at uh, tmarshall at coloradocoalition.org. Okay. Wonderful. And I, and I hope that people will. I, I, I think there's so many different levels of grit and so many different types of grit. And I've talked to people that want to make $100 million and away they go. And they've shared their stories of grit and accomplishing that. And that's great. And I applaud it. And then there's people that are just trying to to scrap a couple quarters together and make it to the next day. And that's grit too. Yes. So yeah. I appreciate your stand, sharing the story, Tim. Thank you so much. Uh, very quickly, a quick plug for uh, for our sponsor and presenter, Spire Advertising. We are a marketing company that helps organizations uh, and, and businesses and uh, other folks that want to grow and make a difference in their world. Uh, we help them do that through marketing channels, digital marketing, website design, things like that. If you're looking for a company that can do that to help you, uh, please reach out. I'm Brian with Spire Advertising. You can find us at spiread.com. Uh, you'll also find me on LinkedIn. I'm Brian Lefelock, Director of Sales Aspire Advertising. Thank you so much to Tim Marshall, Director of Vocational Services at Colorado Coalition for the Homeless. Tim, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Brian. Folks, this is Dash of Grit. Come listen again. Come watch again. We're here once a week and uh, go take on the day and win it. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.